0: Welcome to How to Train Your Service Dog with Dream Dogs. I'm your host, Victoria Warfel. Now, did you just notice what I said there? Welcome to How to Train Your Service Dog with Dream Dogs? That's right, we have a new name. So it was Service Dog Q&A with Dream Dogs, but we figured that we would use the How to Train Your Service Dog which ties together with our online course. If you go to howtotrainyourservicedog.com, you can see that. And our Facebook group, How to Train Your Service Dog group. So you can check on Facebook. You're on there and you haven't checked out our Facebook group, How to Train Your Service Dog. What are you waiting for? Let's get on that. Uh, But anyway, new name, new microphone. So hopefully you're getting better audio. We're also shooting a YouTube video with each episode and then we'll upload that onto YouTube. And each page or each episode, each podcast episode and YouTube video, um, show notes and links is going to have a page on our website on Dream 9 So I think it's podcast and whatever the number is. So if this is the the 12th podcast, so it would be, you know, k9.com That's a letter K and the number nine, um, backslash podcast one, two, if it's the 12th, right? I don't know if this is the 12th. I don't know what episode number this is yet, but it's about how to dine out with your service dog. So dining out with your service dog this is a pretty big undertaking because food is such a distraction and such a temptation for so many dogs and before you bring your dog out in public as your service dog we want to make sure that your dog has manners so there's some baseline training that we like for dining out with our service dog and that includes down stay under ignore food which includes food on the floor food on your table as well as dropped food and healing so your dog can walk through the restaurant and just be perfect walk at your side at your pace paying attention to you not trying to steal food from other people's plates not trying to snarf up anything that he finds on the floor instead right at your side and at your pace ignoring everything when you get to the table or booth and I'm going to go over the pros and cons of those in a second. Uh, your dog goes underneath the table, lies down, and stays there. Now, table or booth, guys, what do you prefer? Personally, I like going with a table. And there's a reason for this. If we're out with multiple service dogs, a booth can just be a little too crowded. So when we go out, it's usually me and Rich and Luke and one or two dogs, depending on who we're training If we're going out with clients it might be me and rich and luke and the clients and their dog and our dog and trying to put everybody and all those feet into a booth can just be a little snug for those dogs and we don't always like to do that we like to give them some space so I prefer a table now if it's just me and rich and one of the service dogs I don't mind getting a booth because we sit at the end of the booth and the dog gets three sides my side of the booth richest side of the booth and the back of the booth where the dog can't go anywhere so it's a good way to corral your service dog if you just have one now growing up i didn't have a service dog but we had a family a total of five so it was my mom and my dad and me and my sister and my brother and my brother was the youngest he was 10 years younger than i am and so (laughs) when we go out to eat he would always have to be the one to scoot in before you know we scooted in or my parents came in um And if he needed to get out to do anything, to go um, to the bathroom, perhaps, we would all have to, well, two of us would have to leave so he could go to the bathroom and then come back. So what we made him do when he was younger is we made him crawl underneath the table. (laughs) So uh, whenever he was getting a little bit older and he couldn't crawl underneath the table easier, we started sitting in tables and that kind of just stuck with me too. That had nothing to do with service dogs. Just, I remembered it as a story from my past. And now you know me a little bit more. I'm the one who made her younger brother crawl underneath the table, um, underneath the booth at restaurants. Um, Usually it's me and Rich and Luke when we go out to eat with one or two dogs, right? So there's three people. And usually the tables are set for four people so what we'll do is i will get the empty seat beside me i will pull out the chair and the dog gets a little more space which we like as well Uh, how do you get this training started because that's a big thing and a lot of people don't think their dog's ready to dine out at a restaurant with people and food and stuff so you're going to start at home at your own table if you don't have a table that's fine Uh, do you have a desk do you have outdoor patio furniture? Do you have a chair? <laughs> Do you have a couch? Just get your dog to lie down at your side while you're eating. See what your dog does. Does your dog mooch? Does he want some of that food that you're having? Maybe share a little bit. Um, I don't recommend that. Now, having said that, my parents were just down and um, my brown dogs, Arrow and Gypsy, who, you know, service dog and service dog in training, um, they would mooch for my parents is I want to say six and gypsy is 10 months and they would mooch every time my parents would get something to eat my dogs were there mooching and I'm like come on dogs really but they only mooch from my parents they don't mooch off of anyone else they don't mooch off of us they never mooch out in public so I'm okay with that and once you're good in the house try it outside um patio furniture right um bring one of your chairs outside Uh, find a park bench a picnic table and see how it goes Um, but how does your dog do Uh, next step would be if your dog if your area has dog-friendly dining go to dog friendly dining with your dog see how your dog would do now dog friendly dining is usually outside uh, in Florida here at least and Florida is very dog friendly now I know not all states not all cities not all counties are as dog friendly as Florida is so if you cannot do dog friendly dining that's okay too and then after all those and your dogs doing good then you want to go inside and you want to do a quick meal uh, we like to do McAllister's you go up you order it at the, the you know the inside booth area I guess you order it then you go and sit down and they bring it to you uh, Moe's is similar Moe's you go up you order it they make it they give it to you and then you go and you take your seat So something like that is much easier than a long, you know, seven course meal where it's going to take extra time because you ordered the steak and that's always an extra so long, you know, um, quick at first, more quick ones. And then you can start doing some, some little longer ones. Uh, Some tips for dining out with your service dog is absolutely no sniffing drive-bys when walking to the table. So that's for, I guess, you and your dog. Uh, When you're walking, don't allow your dog to sniff at people. Don't say, oh, he's just in training. Um, That's why we do the prep work ahead of time. Uh, You can also pick a corner booth or table so your dog has more room. I actually like it whenever they seat me in the corner. I know some handlers don't like it whenever they uh, are seated out of the way. I kind of do because then I don't have to deal with other people and I get a little more space to myself and I like that Uh, have your dog under at the table or curl up at the ball by your side so remember whenever I said that there's three of us but four chairs that fourth chair that's for my dog my dog does not sit on the chair that's actually one of the next ones so I'll do that one now do not let your service dog sit on your chair or sit on the bench I do not care how big or small your service dog is I do not care if your dog is for diabetic alert medical alert if your dog is trying to alert your dog has no business being on a chair or on a bench with you like that it is gross don't do it now having said that they need to be out of the way so you need to curl them up and maybe they can't fit underneath the table Maybe they can't fit underneath a chair. Maybe the table's in a big pedestal table type of thing with the big center um, pedestal, column, right? And it goes over the floor so much so that you barely have enough room for your feet under there. Well, your dog's not going to have room. So what do you do? And you can't have your dog under your chair because it's a weird chair and you can't get your dog to under it. Well, have your dog curl up at your side. Um, I've had my dog curl up in front of the chair, okay, but behind my heel. So they kind of wedge themselves in there. Um, And actually, whenever we've done, like, fancier dinners, when we've gone to workshops and what have you, and they have the cloth tablecloths that go all the way to the ground, oh, it's fun having a service dog in there. Nobody knows that he's there and he's hiding. Uh, So get your dog tucked up out of the way in an under or what have you because you cannot let your dog sprawl or stretch out your dog will trip somebody or somebody will trip your dog and spill stuff all over your dog or all over you and you don't want that to happen Uh, we usually do not use food rewards when we're out doing the restaurant training we use primarily praise and some pets primarily praise though and i do not allow people to pet my dog no A few episodes ago, we talked about greeting people. Do you allow it? Do you not allow it? I try not to allow people to pet service dogs or pet dogs out in public if it is the waitress or the waiter or the waitstaff. Because people are going to see them coming over and petting your dog. And then people are going to see them walk away. And then they're handling food, picking up something, you know, taking your cup to fill it up. And they're not going to realize that the person, hopefully, went and washed their hands. And they're going to assume that the dog, went, the person went from petting your dog to touching all their food, and that's disgrace. gross. Um, and no eating. Do not feed your dog from your plate or from the table. If you eat half of your hamburger and you want to take it and give it to your dog, ask for a to-go box, take it home with you, and give it to your dog there. At the very least, take it out to your car and give it to your dog there. But your dog should never be eating out in a restaurant. Now, I'm going to have two stories to share with you. One of them is we do get some dogs in who don't have what it takes to be a service dog. You know, I've I've said it before. It takes a lot. It's a special dog who's going to make it as a service dog. And not every dog is going to make it as a service dog. And that's okay. But I remember we had one and the owner was very adamant that her dog become a service dog. You know, she wasn't taking no for an answer. And we brought him to a restaurant to see how he did. And we chose a slower time. I think we went around two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, And that's going to be my other tip for you guys too. When you first start going to restaurants, go during the slow times. Don't go at noon. You know, don't go at five or six o'clock at night. Go at like maybe 11 o'clock in the morning when they first open or two o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock or even four o'clock in the afternoon. You know, go during a, a slower time to make it easier for your dog, less crowded, less people, easier for him. So we were there and he was popping up. He'd lie down underneath the table and he'd pop up and he kept popping up. So we started stepping on his leash and he's still trying to pop up a little bit of whining and there's only so much. And we were so embarrassed Uh the people, they're, oh, it's okay. He's a puppy. And I'm like, no, that's not okay. He's not a puppy. He's a year and a half or two years old. And this is unacceptable behavior. You know, um, it was very embarrassing. But if this is you, go back and train some more. No excuses, guys. And there's no excuse, oh, he's just a puppy. Oh, we've only had him in for, you know, three or four weeks uh, for his board and train. You know, he should not have been acting that way. Period. End of story. And I don't want to make excuses. I want to say, okay, now we'd have to go back and train it. But like I said, we knew he, he didn't want to be a service dog. So we were doing this primarily as we get video to show the owner how much he really didn't want to be a service dog. And we were trying our hardest to get him to behave because we go to this restaurant all the time. And then my second story to share with you is about how awesome Arrow is. Um, we like to go to Mexican restaurants. I like to go places that I can't cook the food well (laughs) in Mexican. Uh, And then Rich likes Chinese. Um, That definitely does count because I can't cook good Mexican. I can cook okay Mexican, but not, I can't do the enchiladas and the fajitas like they do. So where we've been going to Mexican restaurants, I think it was our first date. We went to one of them up in Wisconsin. Uh, When Luke was little, we lived up in Kentucky and the neighboring town had a pretty good Mexican place. So we'd go there all the time. And, uh, think Luke's first time eating out, it was chips and salsa. <laughs> That's how, how bad we are. Um, we've been to Mexican our, our whole lives together. It's our favorite place to go. So we're at a Mexican restaurant eating the chips and salsa at the table. And we were kind of messy. So when we were done, Arrow, who was lying underneath the table, was covered in chip crumbs. Not covered, but it looked like pixie dust. Sprinkled on top of him, but it wasn't pixie dust. It was chip crumbs and he kind of looks at me like you see what I'm doing for you like did you really have to cover sprinkle me in in chip crumbs and pixie dust so we brushed them off and, and he got out from underneath the table and he he exited with us but that's what I expect from my service dogs is that if I drop chip crumbs all over you you're gonna lay there and not try to eat them all now gypsy she is very much a food hound, and she has a way to go before she's at that level, but she can lay down underneath the table and ignore the food. Um, so that makes me very happy. But like I said, she does have have a time to go before I can sprinkle chip crumbs on her, and she won't move or try to eat them all. <laughs> so how's your dog? How does your dog do when you go out to eat with your dog? And this is for service dogs or pet dogs. Uh, is your dog ignoring the chip crumbs? <laughs> is your dog good with the wait staff coming and bringing things? Oh, here's another one about Arrow. He knows that when we're done, I reach for my purse. So if I get up during dinner, it's okay. It's when I reach for my purse that he knows that it's time to go. And he snoozes every chance he gets. So he, uh, he'll he snooze, and he'll me reach for my purse, and he knows that it's time to go. Even if I'm just reaching into my purse to get something out of my purse, to get a pen to write something down, I reached for my purse, and therefore it's time to get going. <laughs> so thank you for tuning into this episode of How to Train Your Service Dog with Dream Dogs. Again, I'm Victoria Warfel with Dream Dogs, and our website is dreamk9.com. That's D-R-E-A-M, the letter K, the number nine, dot com. And we do have our exclusive service dog training program, where we work with owner trainers, helping them get their dog ready to be their service dog. Everything from choosing a candidate to basic, advanced, and off-leash training, public access training, service dog skills, service dog tasks, marker training, evaluations, and more. Our Facebook community is called How to Train Your Service Dog Group. Find it and join us there.